time to bid farewell again to a good old friend because we're talking movies we're talking indiana jones and the dial of destiny starring harrison Ford, phoebe waller bridge and mads Mikkelsen. written by jez butterworth john henry butterworth david cope and james mangold who also directed you haven't been forced to drink the blood of kali and tortured with voodoo you stole it you stole it then i stole it it's called capitalism Dun, 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 dun. Hey everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of How'd You Like That Movie? If you can't tell by my humming of a John Williams score, as Scott said, we're talking Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. So Scott, take us away. <laughs> All right. Whip so, it good. Well, I, that, they, they, they missed that in this film. But uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I think uh, going into this movie, I think there's just some questions most audience members are probably gonna have going in. One, uh, with this being the only installment of the series that Spielberg didn't direct, um, will it feel like an authentic indie movie? And are you know with everything going in, all the marketing, this is Harrison Ford's last hurrah. Are they gonna give Indy a proper send off? So before I get into my opinion on those questions, I would say like how I would describe this film is like a nice warm blanket. It wraps you around with a little sense of security, and it doesn't veer too far off from other films. But you can also make a hell of a lot of those Leonardo DiCaprio memes from Once Upon a Hot Time in Hollywood with all the callback references they made to the other films of this movie. Oh, 100 percent. And actually, I'm going to I'm going to go right to my quote because I think you're kind of saying the same thing. So Brian Talauco from RobertEbert.com said the Dial of Destiny is a hard movie to truly hate, which is nice. It's also an Indiana Jones movie that's difficult to truly love, which makes this massive fan of the original trilogy a little sad. And I would agree, like, it's, I would say it's number three out of the films. And I'm going to talk about some of the other films. Specifically, I rewatched Temple of Doom. That is a fucking cringy movie, man, especially in 2023. Like, there's a whole lot of inappropriate fucking stuff. Like, but we'll get there. Um, I would argue that depending on my mood, Raiders or uh, Last Crusade is first, right? It just depends on what kind of vibe I'm looking for. Raiders of the Lost Ark is much more of like your standard 80s, you know, not action movie. It's, it feels more actually like a drama with action in it. Uh, and then, uh, sorry, uh, Last Crusade is super fun. It's got Sean Connery. It's It's like... I would actually say that The Last Crusade is sort of like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is to all of Quentin Tarantino's film and drink. Um, it kind of just wrapped up the series really well at the time. It hit all the great points. It had some new stuff. And it was it's actually perfect. It's a perfect film. Uh, this definitely comes in as number three. It's better than Crystal Skull. 
and it's definitely better than than fucking Temple of Doom. I uh, I really was like, oh, I don't think Temple of Doom is that bad a film. And then I rewatched it, and I was like, it's it's almost unwatchable. And Crystal Skull is pretty bad. So anyway, yeah. What do you think? Out of your Ranch? rankings, yeah, or like... just out of all this stuff, I just like threw on the table. Um. Like, okay, so in terms of the series, okay, so Temple of Doom, I'm going to say you're incorrect because that's the first one I watched. I watched Temple of Doom first before ever watching. Okay, what am I incorrect about? That it's cringy as shit in 2023? Well, one, I think out of all the indies, I, I love the opening of Temple of Doom. Are you fucking like, crazy? Because like, so it's I... such a clawback, like, especially after watching Babylon, it, it is like, uh, a callback to all those like first like talkie films where they're dancing and singing and like the big production. So I, like I was watching. Okay, so I just so oh, that's funny that you bring yeah, that up. It, it is super rapey too. One hundred percent super. It's super rapey. rapey. It's super racist. But let's <laughs> even just talk about that exact opening scene where they're doing like the Chinese version of Anything Goes, which is by Cole Porter. Which I, Anything Goes, by the way, was the first musical I ever saw. I saw it when I was in grade six. That's when I knew I was a theater arts kid. Anyway, so fine, it opens. Da, 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 da. They go back into the dragon's mouth. And then there's this like massive production happening with like chorus lines and stuff like that that plays out for like two minutes. Then they come back out of the dragon. I was like, what? Because isn't, wasn't it, or was it early 80s or late 70s when Scorsese did like New York, New York? Like, what the fuck were with these directors being like, listen, I've got all these big hits. You know what I should do? A fucking musical. I should do a Broadway style musical. <laughs> yeah. I, well, when was Barry London released? Oh, it wasn't barely. I thought Barry London was either, it's either like late 70s or early 80s. And it's not a musical. Very yeah, but it, it but it is that like extravaganza, right? Like the big production pieces, like the big choreography. But it's not a here. musical. I'm talking specifically. Yeah, but but about I, I think it, it's just literally like a group of friends. Like, fuck, all right, you did this. I'm gonna top you with this, right? Like, do this, right? I don't like, know just if Kubrick, like hey, Kubrick's well, not in that same circle of uh, American filmmakers. No, I don't him think. and Spielberg were friends. Yeah. That's why Spielberg. I think Spielberg was handpicked for AI because that was supposed to be Kubrick's last film before oh, gotcha, he died. Gotcha. Um, anyway, so where does Temple of Doom story rank on your list? I would say it's probably like third. When did you watch it last? I I, re- I watched I rewatched them all except for Crystal Skull. So uh, before going, so in twenty twenty three, you're still putting fucking Temple of Doom in three. And the reason why is because it's the one that um, it goes off a beating path, right? Like it's the only one, like no Nazis. And it's, um, oh, I was going to save this till the end, but I'll, I'll, uh, I'll do it to you now. So I got a piece of trivia for you. Okay. Oh shit. Here we go. I'm never good at this stuff. All right. So see if you can guess this. What part of theater history did Indiana Jones have that altered the cinematic experience to this day? What? I don't understand the question. So Indiana Jones, part of Indiana Jones changed cinematic history. 
like like Indiana Jones the character or stuff within his world. Or one something? of his films, yeah, one of his films changed cinematic history that it's still used to this day in theaters. THX. No. But, uh, surround sound. No. Uh, I'm trying to think of like Lucas, like Industrial Light and Magic or something like that. I don't know, man. Bull whips. <laughs> no. Okay, just just tell me. The PG-13 rating. Oh, really? How come? Temple of Doom. Because of, you know, it like back before Temple of Doom and Gremlins. So technically it's Spielberg too. There was just PG or rated R. So a lot of parents took their children to go watch Temple of Doom, not realizing there's going to be a guy who's going to be ripping kid uh, people's hearts out. <laughs> and... <laughs> It was like the more horror thing, right? And like they, it, it became so they needed a, they needed a rating between like family friendly and R. Yeah. So PG thirteen is what we got. <laughs> PG thirteen is what you got, and literally, it's Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. So that alone should give it some credos up your list, because buddy, seriously, changed. like the like the way they portray Chinese people, the the whole Indian. Indian thing like chew of the monkey brain and eating snakes out of other snakes and like it is just so fucking bru- oh even just the whole white savior complex like literal white savior like Shiva sent you from sky white man save us all right I guess we're here on my way to Delhi I'll fucking save your village <laughs> and yes. wasn't Spielberg dick in the fucking lead actor as well the female? No, he, he, I was going to say, no, he wasn't taking Harrison Ford to my to my knowledge. But that he, he that is his wife now, yes. Wife now? Like, still his wife? Still his wife, to oh, my wow. knowledge. They're still married. Well, there you go. Uh, anyway, let's get back to let's get back to Dial of Destiny. So what was your, like, did you enjoy it? You, I'm assuming, like, you, did you take your kids? Yeah. Like, what's your, what's your yeah, I took my son. I took my son to watch it. And he... He's only watched prior to this. He only watched two. He only watched Last Crusade because I think that one is number one in terms of um, indie films because it is the perfect movie because mm. you don't have to know anything prior. And and that's the thing kind of I like about these, right? They are kind of standalones. And then... Well, and one of the things I actually really like about Last, just as, as you say that it stands alone, is it was kind of cool to get a little bit of indie backstory at the very beginning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when, when you see the young Indiana Jones, unless you watch the young Indiana Jones Chronicles, which was fantastic, by the way. <laughs> um, and that was the late actor. Um, River Phoenix. River Phoenix. And he was so good in that role. And finding out that, spoiler alert, like Indiana is the name of the dog. You know what I mean? His name's yeah. Junior. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So back to this one. Um, yeah, like I was, like I said, it, it it put a little smile on my face in, in terms of some of the scenes, some of the stuff. Um, there, there were some things that I, th- I thought was like, for sh- I guess you could say for show, sh- like it didn't really need to be there. Like the casting of Antonio Banderas, to me, that was just, you know, not worth it. Like, well, what was, yeah, like you could have had just any, any yeah. person. I could have played that diver, actually. I probably have more diving credentials than fucking Antonio Banderas, which as I was watching it, I was like, first off, 
sure, I understand using a bounce dive to like make sure that you don't get like uh, either nitrogen narcosis or get the bends. But hey, you guys, have you ever dove before? Fuck it, let's do some surface supply and go deep. Let's go. Like that's not yeah. happening. First off, I didn't see a single person clear their ears. They would all burst their fucking eardrums. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't need that detail, but I'm just saying, like to me, it was kind of a waste, right? Because you're supposed to have this really big, you know, technically spoilers, emotional impact to what happens to his character after, but you really were only introduced to him 60 seconds before. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, they were supposed to be really good friends and everything like that. I'm guessing it was past adventures or whatever. Um, But to me, that's, I think it was kind of wasted because you didn't really feel the, like, Indy has this emotional response at the end, but you don't really feel it because you never really. Um... Well, and that character, that it's not like Sala. At least Sala comes from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like you, we've never heard of this character. It's just like me and Indy, we're best friends. Never ever mm-hmm. heard of you. Now I'm not in the story anymore. Indiana Jones very sad. Like, yeah, cool. it could have just been. I got some it diver friends. Could have been Sala. Yeah. yeah. Or or just yeah, it could have been him or. Even that, like, oh, Sal is driving a taxi. Like, I get it. Sure. Interesting. Okay. So, Sal is played by... Uh, John Ray's Davies. John Ray's Davies, who I just realized, uh, I found when I was doing it, he was Gimli. Because I never... Re- uh, and Lord of the, the Rings. Yeah, the yes. whole way they did Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Um, he is not even at all... He's, like, Welsh. Like the, the this whole idea, like a Welsh actor is playing like an Egyptian, <laughs> and then they get it. They're like, "Well, we got to use the same actor." Plays a fucking Middle Eastern person again. I was like, "Okay, well maybe he's in Wales, but maybe he's got like Arabic descent or something." No, mom and dad both Welsh, hundred percent Welsh. <laughs> yeah, like to me that doesn't matter like it's literally just the actor who's done it from the beginning you're yeah, not gonna yeah, yeah. Recast i just thought him. it was I, it was but i never looked up his background i thought mm-hmm. even in the original he could have been egyptian could have been an egyptian actor see nope. i would nope. say i would say that's the uh key to a good actor there he brought you in he made you believe it was the hat it was the fez that that's yeah. that's what sold me and he's still wearing the fucking fez in new york in like the 60s yeah. well <laughs> Yeah, with the exception of Temple, right? They've always had those, like, uh, the people wearing the Fez. And that, that was the thing I was kind of, like, you know, searching for this artifact. There wasn't any, like, secret society that's protecting it either. Like, I kind of missed that in my indie films. You had that in Raiders. You had that in Lost Ark. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's the secret society protecting it in Raiders? What's the secret society protecting it in Temple of Doom? They stole some fucking rocks. Not in Temple of Doom. And Raiders, it's just buried in the fucking desert. It's not being protected by anything. Was there not, like, the Shriners that were protecting them, too? No. No. There were Shriners that fought Indiana Jones, and there's that famous scene where the guy's got the the sword, and he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I guess Harrison Ford was, like, sick that day. And he's like, I would just shoot this guy. And he's like, all right, do that. Bang! And it's, like, classic scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bang! Yeah, and they had the callback to that in this movie. They did? It was the reverse. It was him with the whip in in the casino, and then every single person throws a gun at him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um... I felt it was definitely a bit long. 
at two, it's almost, it's uh, 154 minutes, like almost two and a half hours, uh, or sorry, just over two and a half hours. It's, uh, it did not need to be that long. Even the opening sequence with the Nazis, which I thought like there was a really cool shit going on there. It, it definitely took longer than it needed to. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, well, I think that's kind of like this. There was, you could tell by our intro, there's a lot of writers on this movie. Mm hmm. Uh, like because Spielberg and David Pope, if that I I apologize if I mispronounced the last name, they were working on this film for three years and then Spielberg backed out. They hired James um, Mangold and you know he brought in his Ford versus Ferrari team of the Butter Butterworths, mm. um, and you know they kind of reworked the script, right? Um, and that's the thing I think because uh, spoilers to my understanding the ending the original ending wasn't going back to the BC time no it was supposed to be I think Munich like it, it, yeah, Germany. yeah it, Nazi it was Germany. supposed to be like the time paradox where you know the older Indy and the older Mads are chasing and then you know they run into each other or something like that right yeah yeah, so I think that's why that beginning was so long was to set up. Technically, my guess is there was probably stuff you would see in terms of, you know, like the Lance being a fake. They probably was the original and then they're the ones that like flicked it when you go back in time kind of thing. But once they took that out, you didn't need you didn't need it anymore, but they just kept it all in. So, okay, uh, so I want to ask about something. Okay, so spoiler Everybody just plug their ears for a second. When Mads gets hit in the beginning, in like 1939 or 1945 or whatever, and he gets hit off the train, how the fuck did he survive that? I expected Mads to show up with a fucking mangled Mads face. He's fucking fine. He basically got like Wiley Coyote fucking smacked off the side of the train. No problem. Like, how, do you know what? You know, that's exactly what I'm talking about, right? Did he get off the train? He got fucking smoked. Remember, they're like, he's like climbing up the side of the fucking train. He gets smoked. Yeah, and he had the gun. Yes. And then he gets like hit by like a post oh, or something. Like oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I forgot that part. So when I when we first see him, I thought, oh, this guy's going to have like a fucked up face. And he's not. And I'm like, what, what? did you guys just forget about the first part of the movie you just shot? Yeah, I guess so. But Did, you, did your son like it? Yeah, yeah he enjoyed it. Um, I was like, oh, are you going to go watch the other ones now? He's like, there's no point. He was like, I know how it ends now. I know how uh, it ends. Does he not know yeah. that the other ones, like you said, are standalone films? Yeah, that's what I told him. He was like, yeah, but now I know how it ends. Uh, this um, is definitely, and like, this is definitely like, a, it, it felt, so this is the first film done by, since Disney has taken over, or did they do Crystal no, Skull? No, no, they well? did Crystal Skull. Crystal too. Skull. Yeah. Uh, and they definitely has that Disney feel. The, you know, the standard like four quadrant trying to hit, you know, below 25, over 25, male, female demographic. Like it's got that Disney panache to it. Like, let's try and please fucking everybody, uh, which I think as actually like to the detriment of these films, uh, I would argue the same thing with Star Wars. It's I mean, it's similar to Return of the Jedi, how it's basically just like as Muppety as possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um but like again, I think 
I think the one thing with this, and we can kind of discuss it because it leads towards the end of the film as well, um, is they don't know how to say goodbye. Like they don't know technically how to end this, right? Like you go in and they leave technically that ending is open-ended, right? Would you would you say the last shot? Yeah, it could be the end or it could be the beginning. Yeah, like to me like Marion and, and Jones could be off on their own adventures. Yeah, like to me, I think this is what happened, right? So we're we're gonna go with spoilers. You know, come Crystal Skull, somebody had a really big mouth, and that's why he's not in this movie. Yeah, that well, they they said that that wasn't necessarily true, but I definitely think one hundred percent. Yeah, and, well, and some problematic behavior. I think it was just like, oh, first off, you should probably never talk shit about Steven Spielberg if you've been in a Steven Spielberg movie, or if you ever want to be like, I will never get to be in a Steven Spielberg movie, mostly because I talk shit about it. That's the, really the only reason I'm not going to be in a Steven Spielberg movie. Listen, I'm already been recast as, you know, indie because I love <laughs> Steven Spielberg. I'm Brody in the Jaws remake. Uh, but listen, um, but yeah, so I think that was problematic. But also because, you know, um, it, it's Phoebe, right? Phoebe Waller-Bridge? Yep. Because um, in hindsight, everything her character is, is technically really what Shia LaBeouf's character most likely would have been right. Yeah, and you again, know, I, and I read that of she, Indy she's and, also like a like a younger version of Marion Ravencrest, right? So, yeah, but technically Ravenwood, the, Ravenwood, Ravenwood, not yeah. Ravencrest. That's like Harry Potter or some shit. Yeah. So instead of you know archaeology trying to preserve everything for museums, you're grabbing shit to sell it to the highest bidder. Mm. Um. So, but don't get me wrong. I think she did an amazing job. Um, but I also think, in terms of the ending, I think this is what happened. Right? Go, he grabs go. that. So they're there. So you know, you see the pan. You're seeing the uh, the hat for some reason being dried because mm-hmm. uh, you know he's wet somehow after a couple of weeks in uh, a coma, and that's when he tells her about going back in time so yeah so technically they can only go back to time to that that time in bc but now he can go they go back him and him and marion go back in time they fuck up the the romans and now they while they're back in time they're leaving some clues to make sure that mutt never goes into vietnam and that changes history that's his last adventure so it's Indiana Jones, Back to the Future, in the DeLorean with Ma- Marion uh, Ravenwood. Could you imagine? You gotta go back in time. Burp, 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 They're leaving burp. little clues while all the Nazis That is the faces... worst fucking... Listen, I, while, you while are... all the Nazis' faces are getting melted from fucking the the Ark of the Covenant, they're just whispering in each other's ears, like, don't let your son go to Vietnam. <laughs> He's going to die. He's going to die. And they think it's the angels and then they, they just disappear. Uh, yeah. So I think your uh, your writing career is over before it even got started. Uh, anyway, listen, uh, 
I thought it was it was fine. I watched it in the theater. I did not do the D box seats. I don't know why I didn't do D box actually. I maybe I was just being cheap. Again, as as my quote there from RobertEbert.com, like I kind of was hoping for closer to you know it was definitely closer to the original two strong ones. Um, better than Crystal Skull. I mean, yes, it is better than uh, Temple of Doom. It just it had that kind of disnified effect. But I mean, I think this is also one of the challenges that we have now in a hyper corporate film industry, right? Where you basically have these big media conglomerates that are just like, we want to make as much, like if a film doesn't make a billion dollars, why fucking make it kind of thing? Like the idea of making like a, a, a 50 million, hundred million off a film. They're like, yeah, fuck that. Like if it can't make like fucking billions of dollars, our shareholders don't give a shit. So we're trying to do everything we can to just like, squeeze everything out of a franchise which can make a, like it's the saying you know you can please some of the people some of the time but not all the people all the time like when you try to try to please everybody you end up not really pleasing anyone you know what i mean would you say like obviously crystal you know crystal skull was supposed to be the last one and then technically have it carry over to shia and have somebody else take over the role. When you're Indiana Jones, Shia LaBeouf. When you're waking mm. in the forest, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so do you think this one will do enough that it it puts the cap on it? That, you know, it ends fairly. Because Harrison Ford says, like, his wish is this character is done when he's done. And technically, he's done with this one. I don't even know if that's a wish. I think his statement was, I'm Indiana Jones. When I'm gone... He's gone. It's more of a statement. It's not even a yeah. fucking wish. Like I almost I, feel oh. like if you try and make an Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford or the ghost of Harrison Ford comes up and fucks up your shit. You know what I mean? Well, I was going to say, I think that this is the post Han Solo getting recast kind of thing. And he's like, well, it didn't do so well, motherfuckers. It's me. Um, but- before I answer your question, I do just want to bring up the fact that like, if I, if you had to choose to be an actor, as a dude, especially like Harrison Ford is like, he was Decker. He was Han Solo and Indiana fucking Jones. Like the man, like the literal archetype of a man in the late seventies, early eighties, Harrison Ford got to play those characters. Like, Don't forget the fugitive. Uh, yeah, sure. But I mean, the fugitive is like one movie. <laughs> like, uh, yes, Don't forget it- Jack Ryan. <laughs> Jack, Jack Ryan was Jack, two actually, movies. You know what? Yes, I will give you Jack Ryan as well. I totally forgot about him. But like he had like the be- like so and he basically just plays Harrison Ford but in just slightly different ways that he is still those characters. But Harrison Ford when you see interviews he's basically all of those people all the time. Kind of a not a dick but just like not overly emotional about shit. Sort of like Clint Eastwood, you know what I mean? It's like the golden age of just being a fucking dude and he took all those roles. Fuck what for? Say four decades. Yeah, four decades. Mean? Like forty years. He's had yeah. a four decade career, right? Which is amazing. Well, I mean, let's see. So he was in the seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousand, two thousand ten, and like we're, he's going into his sixth. Yeah. So to me, that's fun. That's amazing. And forty of it was like pumping hard, like the best of the best. I mean, yeah. yeah, Tom Cruise, like, makes more money and he does crazy shit. Does but, he, like, Well, he makes more because he gets a lot of the back end, right? But I think so does Harrison Ford. And he gets a lot of the merchandising. Like, 
Like he'll get the Han Solo merchandising. He gets a piece of that. He gets a piece of the Indiana Jones shit, mm, right? Because it's his likeness, right? Like yeah. he is Indiana Jones. Anyway, back to your original question. Okay, so you got $300 million in production budget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know. We could be at six, six for with marketing. Uh, I mean, this was marketed pretty heavy. It, it is Disney. I mean, $600 million to Disney, though, is like fucking mouse money, right? Like it doesn't mean shit. Um, That's one month of Disney Plus subscribers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it did. I've got $25 million, uh as a Friday. And I think it's projecting uh, 60 for the weekend. Yeah. So like it's got a long climb, man. It's got a long climb. Uh, we'll have to see. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if this is going to be one of these films that kind of just stays in the theater. People just keep going and seeing it, going and seeing it. Um, it will do well on streaming service. Obviously it'll go to Disney plus. I wonder if Disney and Paramount plus, plus and Paramount plus. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. That's a, it's a good question. They put a lot of money into this, and I don't mm-hmm. know if they're going to get the money back. Well, because I think with this one, it is co-financed between Paramount and Disney because because of it. So technically, neither one put as much money in. Sure, as... but let's even say like three hundred million each, right? Let's say we go with that marketing budget. That's a lot of money, and the box office then gets split. And we again, we don't know what kind of if points. Uh, Harrison Ford got, uh, I've got that he got about 12 million for the shoot, which mm-hmm. seemed low actually. It's so he, mu- he must've gotten back end points on that. Cause that seems, cause I think for star Wars, they didn't, they give him some back end. Yeah. Cause he didn't want to come back. Yeah. And they gave him like $50 million or something crazy. So to be Indiana yeah. Jones, I mean, and he wasn't even in, in it as much like Indiana Jones is his movie. Anyway, whatever. I don't know. Uh, I can't answer your question. I don't know if they're going to try and milk this thing or is it going to be kind of like Star Wars on Disney where they just turn it into like like series, like limited series? But with Harrison Ford? Because here, here's my idea. I, like, especially when he's like, you know, I'm it. And this character is done when I'm done. And I think they literally solved the problem in which both parties can be happy in this film. Okay. Is you can you can get Chris Pratt, you can get Bradley Cooper, you can get whoever the fuck you want, right? Mm-hmm. But you're putting dots on that motherfucker's head and it's CGI into to Harrison Ford. And then that way you can continue with these these films and it's still Harrison Ford and But it's not Harrison coming. Ford. Oh, that's awful. I hate I hate the whole idea of that. Uh, and the other reason I'm saying that is did you know? In 2015, there is an unproduced screenplay for Indiana Jones 6. Oh, wow. Made by Martin Villeneuve and Dennis Villeneuve. They really? Did it, they did it while filming Blade Runner 2049 with Harrison Ford. They're huge fans of it. And so uh, Martin produced the screenplay uh, like unsolicited and gave it to kathleen kennedy to read see that's when you, when you have that kind of like connection where you're just like hey so uh kathleen i, I wrote this script Do you want to check it out <laughs> like uh, well, the thing it hasn't been produced right because technically they made this one but like like fucking villeneuve man those guys 
Uh, I'd be interested to see. I, I, listen, I would. I, I think that Villeneuve. I've said before, I think Villeneuve has lost his ability to direct actors, but he's definitely very good at scope, big stuff, mm-hmm. which is funny because you go back to his earlier stuff, it was very character driven. Uh, I think he's just gotten caught up in like fucking massive sets and CGI and space and uh, Dune, basically. the fucking guy with the halo behind him who, who thinks he's all high and mighty. Look at him. <laughs> Oh yeah, it does kind of look like a halo. Uh, <laughs> hey, actually, on the topic of tech, before we get out of here, I am very impressed with the de aging. Like, it, they did it. The, the the where we are with de aging, like considering where we went from like the Irishman mm-hmm. up till now, uh, Harrison Ford looked ama- like amazing. Like, I well, I not- think it's it's because they have so, much, especially Lucasfilm, have so much footage of them, right? Yeah. Because you got all of Star, all Wars, Star Wars, you got all, indie. all of Indies, and a bunch of the other films that were made. Like, like they have so much of that footage. Harrison Ford can... is actually now using that for his Tinder profile. <laughs> <laughs> he's married, man. Closer fucker. Come on. So what? But doesn't mean he's but not playing that's around. That's the outside. thing, right? Like, and that's why I think, like, with the de aging stuff, like, if if they can do it, like, I know, I think so far it's only been Bruce Willis, right? He's the only one that's licensed out his likeness for for. But I know of that. That's like a like was or is an A list actor, right? Like I'm sure there's some like smaller people that are like, "Fuck it, man, (laughs) I need that intellectual property money coming in." So yeah, like because that's the thing. I think they can continue with it. Like there is because give or take. Right. Imagine, you know, ten twenty. 40 years from now, you know, Harrison Ford's gone. And then Disney decides to do an indie with another actor. I think that's when the backlash happens the most, right? Well, and that's why Keanu has like in his like contracts, like you can't do that. You can't change anything. You can't use my likeness because he saw like going forward. I think they did like a fake tier or something. And he was like, fuck that. Like if we go down this road, we're not even going to need actors anymore. Like we're just going to take good actors stick them on green screens put them on nobody bodies and i'm gonna get cut out of my payday so anyway yeah. hey what do you think of my ball huh? Huh? the big ball you like my big, it's a ball? big ball i got it's big, a ball. big ball i got one big ball <laughs> 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 clearly chris does not how to do uh tech because uh, yeah. i was not able to uh, execute the green screen it literally is in the center of the screen hold on maybe if i do this this is more for the youtube audience to see because the the, the, the yeah, podcast yeah. Everybody listening is, like, is like i don't know what the fuck is going on over there uh do you got anything else like i said i say go see it go see it in the theater theaters need the money uh i'd like to see this franchise not be a bomb um rewatch the three that uh re watch the two i suggested don't, don't don't like seriously if you watch Temple of Doom, you're going to realize what I'm talking about. Scott has no idea what he's saying. I can't believe you just watched that movie and did not find it cringy. I've never said it. Like, it, it, it's not two of these times, but it's still, you know, I said it's super rapey. Like, super mm. rapey. Mm-hmm. But, uh, um, but yeah, it's still, you know, I think in terms of going out and doing something new. Because in reality, like, you know, this... Uh, this guy's not always going to fucking be running up against Nazis all the fucking time. Like, you need different villains. They tried. They, they cr- tried Russians, and it didn't work. When did they try Russians? Russians are in Crystal Skull. 
I thought it was Nazis. No, those are Russians. Jesus Christ, man! Do you do you not pay attention when you watch these movies? I I honestly thought it was it was uh it was it was Nazis. No, again. I was gonna is say like comrade like, something or other. I was gonna say like Cape Blanchett was the hottest villain out of all the Indies. What? Not the not the German Gestapo guy that gets his face melted off with the glasses. Oh, hello, Fräulein. That wasn't the hottest. <laughs> no. Well, technically, it was the hottest because his face melted. But <laughs> but I will say this uh, before we get off. You know what my favorite scene is, and uh, of all of indie, like looking at it now, like in twenty twenty vision, like eyes, is the last scene or second to last scene of Last Crusade. Man, it is a fucking grinder commercial, like I've ever seen one. What do you mean? We're- where you have the 700-year-old knight just, like, come out in the hallway, and then he looks at Sean Connery. Sean Connery looks at him. He kind of smiles, and then the the knight just waves at him. And then and Sean Connery smiles a little bit more, like, oh, fuck, you know, these old guys, they're lonely. You know, they're going to get together. And then Harrison Ford just, like, grabs his dad away, and the knight just slowly, sadly puts his arm down, <laughs> like, oh, fuck, I thought I was going to get some. <laughs> And that is our wrap for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends. If you want to get a hold of us, reach us at the www.howdyoulikethatmovie.com. on the topic of like consuming shit i still remember like the amount of craze that would happen around like those types of items so do you remember when the like california raisins were at kfc or whatever like our family didn't even eat fucking kfc but we we wanted to get all what's that four or five fucking raisins like the amount of hype that the marketing geniuses were able to do it's like you could do mad men in the 1980s like the mad men of mattel you know what i mean yeah i still remember like fucking remember the petro canada wwe glasses i i don't because that was never my 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 jam Uh, i remember the petro canada olympic glasses that people would get when you fill out (laughs) how come i don't get no glasses when i get gas anymore i'm paying two dollars a liter (laughs) yeah it's like you know it's but you know that was us growing up because it was 80s not 90s where it was just like fucking greed is good right like just fucking they come with a pack of smokes too so yeah yeah (laughs) i remember that shit too but um yeah that's the thing right i think it really it's money left off the table for these studios too well i think you might have hit on is that uh, it's more the other side they're like we don't really care to pay you for that mark like for that branding Production by Rod Shaver, Vader Monkey Productions.